Here we will briefly examine seven myths of the higher critics. Then we will conclude by outlining a strategy for Christians to defend the authority of the Word of God. One of the first things we learned when we started this was that all but the most skeptical historians believe Jesus was a real person, even though when you come here you do not find any physical evidence. It's good that Jennings admits that Jesus was a real person. Some have tried to make Jesus into a myth. But the evidence that Jesus lived in Judea in the first century is overwhelming. Jesus was a historical person recorded by Christian, Jewish, and pagan historians. In fact, there are many well-known non-Christian historians who mention Jesus. Tacitus, in his Annals, mentions that Christ was crucified under Pontius Pilate and gives detailed descriptions of Nero's persecutions, which are also alluded to in several places in the New Testament. The correspondence between Pliny the Younger and the Roman Emperor Trajan corroborates the New Testament history, including the persecutions of the Christians under the Emperor Nero. Flavius Josephus, the first century Jewish historian, makes mention of Jesus, John the Baptist, and James, the brother of Jesus. Scholars note that the New Testament corroborates Josephus in minute detail. Keep in mind that Josephus wrote his history after the time of the New Testament. In other words, both sources were written independently, but both agree with each other. So Josephus testifies to the historical reliability of many of the passages in the New Testament. Contrary to what many popular skeptical commentators may say, most scholars regard this passage as genuine once certain Christian interpolations are removed. Well, the word interpolation refers to any instance when in the copying of a document by hand, someone has added in something that was not previously in the text. Uh, some people would refer to that as a form of forgery, but there's a difference between an interpolation and a forgery. A forgery is something done with some sort of malice or ill intent. An interpolation may or may not be done with that kind of intent. A forgery is a type of interpolation, but not all interpolations are forgeries. All ancient writings, and even those up until the medieval era, uh, up until the time of William Shakespeare, all have some kind of errors or mistakes in copying. They may be interpolations, they may simply be clerical errors of some sort, but every ancient writing has problems of some kind. There are no copies of Josephus that do not have at least some mention of Jesus in them. There are some variations, for example, in an Arabic translation that do not have some of the suspicious phrases that we think are interpolated. But there are absolutely no copies of Josephus that are completely missing references to Jesus. When looking into this matter, uh, I found a work by Louis Feldman, who is probably today's leading scholar on Josephus. And Feldman did a survey of views on this subject. And the people who think it is a forgery versus those who think it is entirely genuine runs in something of a bell curve. You have a small number who believe that it is entirely a forgery and a very small number who believe that it is an entirely genuine passage. The most people believe that it is a genuine passage with just some interpolations. Now the passage as we have it currently received reads as follows. Now there was about this time Jesus 
a wise man, if it be lawful to call him a man, for he was a doer of wonderful works, a teacher of such men as receive the truth with pleasure. He drew over to him both many of the Jews and many of the Gentiles. He was the Christ, and when Pilate, at the suggestion of the principal men among us, had condemned him to the cross, those that loved him at the first did not forsake him. For he appeared to them alive again the third day, as the divine prophets had foretold these and ten thousand other wonderful things concerning him. And the tribe of Christians so named from him are not extinct of this day. The portions that are considered most suspicious are the ones that seem to make Josephus sound like a Christian. Uh, for example, he says, he was the Christ, which is not something that we would expect Josephus as a loyal Jew to say. Now, if we take out the portions that are considered most suspicious, here's what we are left with. Now there was about this time Jesus, a wise man, if it be lawful to call him a man, for he was a doer of wonderful works, a teacher of such men as received the truth with pleasure. He drew over to him both many of the Jews and many of the Gentiles. And when Pilate, at the suggestion of the principal men among us, had condemned him to the cross, those that loved him at the first did not forsake him. And the tribe of Christians so named from him are not extinct to this day. Now there's a shorter passage in Josephus about Jesus that comes from a section that is about James, the brother of Jesus. In the context of this passage, James has just been executed, and Josephus ref briefly refers to James as the brother of Jesus, the so-called Christ. It must be taken into consideration that uh, so much ancient literature has been lost, and that could have been due to destruction, whether by Christians or indeed by pagans, or simply by works being neglected and not being copied any further. And it is amazing that we do have what we have about Jesus in Josephus, in Tacitus, and in other writings. Josephus's authority is almost unimpeachable. Uh, he wasn't a Christian. Uh, he was a Jew who worked for the Romans, having been captured uh, as, as a Jewish commander. He then began to work for the Romans and essentially write pro-Roman history. There was no reason at all for him to substantiate the truth of the New Testament or the truth of Jesus. There was no, nothing in it for him. Uh, it would have actually been probably more direct for him, more conducive for him, given his position, uh, to undermine Jesus, but he didn't. He substantiated Jesus, he substantiated miracles, he substantiated the birth of the church. And so Josephus seems to me, uh, as a Christian, to be a godsend, uh, and as a scholar, to be unimpeachable as a source of evidence. Uh, given that he had no dog in the fight, so to speak. He had no intention, nothing to gain by substantiating Jesus as powerfully as he did in his writings. You know, it fascinates me when pe people try to purport that Jesus is a myth, because even the enemies of the Christian church, um, and the enemies of the Jews, for that matter, held that Jesus was a real human being. We have a number of Roman historians who held that view. Uh, we have a number of Jewish historians who held that view. Um, I do not know of any situation in history uh, where a person was believed to exist for centuries and then disproven. I've, I've never come across that. I know of no academically credible historian who holds that view. Um, and, and I think that what we have here is, is simply a wish taking the form of an academic opinion. Uh, the fact is that Jesus is well substantiated, even by his enemies, as a, as a living, breathing human being who lived approximately when the Bible said that he did uh, and did approximately what the Bible said that he did. So I, I think that what you have here is sort of, a, a, again, a, a, an antichrist wish that's taking academic form and has no credibility. We know of many other early references to Christ by pagan writers, but there are also manuscripts from the first and second centuries written by Christians. Other first and second century writers who wrote about Jesus as the Son of God 
the promised Messiah and the Lord of creation are Clement, the Bishop of Rome, the writer of the Epistle of Barnabas, Polycarp, the student of the Apostle John, Ignatius, the Bishop of Antioch, Irenaeus, the second century Bishop of Lyons, Tertullian, a second century apologist, and Clement, the second century Bishop of Alexandria. Despite the overwhelming testimony from the early centuries that confirmed the gospel stories, the higher critics continued to search for their historical Jesus. The Jesus Seminar was a collection of skeptics and doubters uh, who worked in theological uh, professions in secular universities uh, whose purpose was to try and use literary, historic, and uh, various other kinds of criticism to come up with what they could be certain was true in the Gospels, which basically meant that they were going to try and cut out anything that they couldn't believe. The Jesus Seminar has uh, used faulty premises, faulty professional um, assumptions, that they have been sloppy in their edits and their redactions. Their criticisms have been refuted with 20 centuries of apologetics uh, from, from the Christian world. They've ignored virtually all of the textual evidence that has uh, been accumulated over the course of 20 centuries. So the bottom line is the Jesus Seminar has no real academic credibility. Twenty centuries of skeptics have attacked the text of Scripture, have attacked the Gospels. You know, if, if the same level of scrutiny were played, uh, played out in the classics and were applied to Plato or Aristotle, we would have no classics. <laughs> the, the, the texts would not be able to stand up. But the text of Scripture, and particularly the text of the Gospels, has been able to withstand every attack by every brilliant skeptic and every agnostic and every atheist. Uh, every assault that has ever been thrown at it has been rebuffed. Um, the textual integrity of the New Testament is a matter of record. The consistency of the texts over the course of time, the verification of the texts uh, dating back to uh, deep antiquity, and the consistency of the information is beyond anything else that we have in all of ancient literature. The fact is, is that we have more authentication for the biblical text in the Gospels than we do for Shakespeare's plays. Contrary to what the liberals of the Jesus Seminar tell us, we have far more than likelihood and possibility to confirm the reliability of the gospel stories. We have substantial, authentic evidence that the Jesus of history is the same person revealed to us in the gospel accounts. We have the first and second century apologists who wrote extensively about Jesus and Christianity. Some of these were men who knew the apostles. They were reliable second-generation historians who were taught by the apostles 
who were in turn alive during the ministry of Jesus. The fact that early Christians recorded their own history does not discount their reliability. Christianity is not a religion that has its origins in shadowy legends, but rather has definite historical roots, strong personalities, and a tremendous amount of source documents to prove it.